Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Andres Giara, a lawyer and the founder of Allster.law, a provider of alternative legal services, and Kia Technology, a developer of matter management software. Hi, Andres. How are you? Hi, Ari. I'm fine, and thanks a lot for having me here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell us about your background and your work with Allster.law and Kia Technology. My background is as a lawyer. Basically, I started working in traditional law firms uh, at the beginning of my career. And then after I ended up studying things that were not really related with the legal uh, industry or legal work, I ended up being an in-house counsel and finally founding uh, two companies. One is Ulster Law and, and also Kia Technology. What about your work as an outside counsel? Wait, did you say outside counsel or in-house? So you were with a corporation? Actually both. Yeah, actually both. I, I was at the beginning. I was. So let me ask the question because my editor will know that I didn't mean to start a question there. So how did your legal experience, what was it about your legal experience, both as an outside what was it about your legal experience, both as outside counsel and in-house, that inspired you to develop both Ulster.law and Kia Technology? That's a great question, Ari. And actually, I would say that probably facing and, and, and being exposed to the two worlds, actually, the demand and the offer of legal services was, in a certain way, we we'll say, inspiring my companies and, and the uh, start of those companies. And actually, why is that is because I felt that there was a kind of gap between the relationship or the value proposition of uh, legal service providers and also the kind of needs legal departments or corporations needed to cover with legal services. So that's the beginning of everything. I was intrigued about that. I was passionate about that, that at least at that stage, I would say the hypothesis. And I got into that and I did a lot of research and I got into uh, understanding our business models like Axiom at that time or uh, Lawyers on Demand or so many others, right? That were trying to innovate in the legal industry. And I saw that in Latin America, there was an opportunity to build something like that. How would you describe the state of technology adoption in Latin America? If you are not talking about only the legal industry, uh, I would say that we are we are in the same kind of stages that we you will find in Europe and the U.S. on adoption in, of of technology in general terms. However, when you go into legal tech, I would certainly say that we are behind the wheel, and and we are I don't know five or or even more years uh, behind uh, what you see traditionally in the U.S. or in more developed markets. And that has been part of our experience, at least uh, from a customer perspective and also from a developer perspective. We have been facing those kind of challenges and uh, trying to move people to adopt a digital mindset and, and start certainly adopting this kind of legal tech solutions that we can provide them. Do legal teams in Latin America face similar obstacles to those in other regions of the world? I always try to only make the distinction between legal teams within law firms and legal teams within legal departments, right? So when we are talking about legal teams in law firms, they usually struggle a lot with any kind of improvement more than using, I don't know, billable hour or practice management software tools or things like that. So you don't see too much innovation within law firms. And there is a kind of 
I would say, yeah, regret on, on trying to find which are the kind of tools will help them uh, to increase productivity. But at the end of the story, you will see that mainly practice management software is the thing that uh, moves their clock and, and, and their, their, it's where they spend their time. On legal departments, it's different. On legal departments, actually, I'm currently in Mexico having talks with uh, GCs and giving some conferences to, to uh, legal department teams. And, and basically, they are quite into the, I would say, hype of trying to introduce uh, new technologies and trying to understand better which kind of technologies can help them. Therefore, they have better budgets available for that. And they are also in a better yeah, in a better position to impact on their uh, productivity and also on the choose of legal solutions. So yeah, I believe that, that the realities are different among different teams. What challenges in legal tech are unique to that region of the world? Maybe they are unique, but there is certainly an emphasis on key specific issues. And the first one is the size of legal teams. So the the it's the size of legal team and the volume of data and information that they usually process. Legal teams in Latin America are much smaller developed markets, right? So usually you don't find a legal department, for example, that has more than 100 individuals. And that's really out of the rule. The average, it's, I don't know, 15 guys or 10 guys. Therefore, the lack of resources but also the lack of budget impacts directly on which is the kind of tools and solutions you can access to and which is the impact those solutions generate on your day-to-day -day work. And that's one issue. I believe that it's really clear that in Latin America, the size of the team and uh, considering that, or as a consequence of that, the size of the budget they manage is certainly lower than in much developed markets or bigger companies. That's the first thing. The second thing I would say it's related with culture. The Latin American culture in general terms, and I don't really like to be generalist, but I would say that it's quite into the culture of Latin Americans, is that the education of lawyers, it's really focused on legal and nothing else. So therefore, we don't have broader array of, I don't know, techniques and knowledge and management knowledge and so many other things. So I would say that the education as being so focused on just the legal technique in a certain way um, generates a lot of restrictions uh, regarding which is the kind of approach you can get into solutions, technologies, processes, and so many other things that are needed to a good adoption of technologies. And finally, I would say that the other thing is that the way how legal tech has been developed along the years has been really focused on common law practice, and usually Latin America is civil law. Therefore, there is a kind of gap on training, is a gap of, and there is a clear gap on, for example, Gen AI, when you talk about LLMs and, and the training of those models, and, and you don't have the proper access to good training on those models in Latin America because everything is in Spanish and it's focused on each jurisdiction and it's mainly civil law. Is the popularity of generative AI presenting any new opportunities for your customers? I think that the opportunities are there. The issue is if they are willing to take those opportunities or see those opportunities and work around them. Because at the end, and that's part of the things that I've been talking with legal departments today here in Mexico, but also I was in Argentina a couple of weeks ago. I'm based in Chile, so those are 
the kind of discussions I always have and each week have with those kind of teams. And, and I would say that the main issue with Gen AI is, is that everybody's struggling understanding which is the real impact it will have. And there is a lot of fear on, on trying to use those tools. And actually, just for example, I was yesterday in a team, 20 guys, 20 lawyers mainly, and I ask how many of you have tried using, for example, ChatGPT and explore using this kind of tools, either ChatGPT, DALI, MidJourney, or any other tools available in the market. And it was no more than one third of them that was trying or did try those kind of tools. So you say, okay, apparently there is a kind of misunderstanding of the power uh, we have been access to, or we have access today with these tools. And I said, to them, look, we have today access to superpowers. Now we need to train those superpowers. We need to know how to use them. And the issue is that if you don't explore, if you don't want to really take the risk and even fail on exploring, you are not going to be able to adopt any kind of those kind of tools. And I believe that's the main challenge today. It's a cultural challenge. How do you see legal technology in Latin America evolving? There is a big challenge regarding investment in legal tech. When you don't have too much deal flow, you don't have too many success stories to tell about, investors are not willing to write their checks and help those startups to, to develop and to grow. Therefore, legal tech, it's really limited today to the willingness of uh, some few individual or angel investors that are willing to take the risk and bet on which is the legal tech journey or the legal tech development. And that's quite different when you see the reality in, in Europe or in the US. I've been in many forums and, and conferences in different regions of the world. And, and certainly that's one thing that I miss, really miss in Latin America. But I believe it's a matter of time. I believe it's a matter of value. It's a matter of how you can show the real impact legal tech can provide and how you can, in a certain way, also impact the numbers of the corporation where you are, where you are providing the solution, either a law firm or certainly a legal department. I would say that the lack of money today for this kind of vertical and startups is something that it's, it's making of the process slower than the one we would like to. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Andres Yara, a lawyer and the founder of Alster.law, a provider of alternative legal services, and Kia Technology, a developer of matter management software. Andres, thank you so very much. Thanks a lot for the chance to share these experiences. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.